幸运，多少吻合你，这一次会懂怎样分的诺，卸掉了心意，只想带你走。Hello, welcome to another riveting episode of the NCT podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tara. I'm Kat. Welcome back. Welcome back.、Uh, happy February. Happy NCT birthday month. Right. I listen. I made a. I made like a sticky note list, which I lost by the way, of like all of the birthdays, so I can like keep track, especially for the Twitter page. I sat there and looked at it. I'm like, damn. Now I really. NCT is a bunch of Aquariuses in their front mark. Like it's really bad. Which you know that would, in other forms, counter my belief about Aquarians, but I still I I don't trust y'all. I'm sorry. That makes one of us because I love y'all. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, you also don't trust Sagittarian men, and yet Minho exists for good reason. Yeah, but that's one, two. Yeah, it's only two. What about Chunla? What about Shotaro? See, Chunla is on the cusp, so he—he's so he's, he's a different so case. So he's a so he's a Scorpio, actually. Yeah, Shotaro. I'm—I don't know him too well. He just seems smiley and happy all the time. But those are the ones you gotta watch out for. I'm looking at you, Luna's chin. <laughs> all right.、Um, so I don't know. So we'll we'll see. Oh. But there's two that I trust. There's more Aquarius men that I trust, and there are Sagittarius men. Is the point I'm trying to make? Yeah, we are irrational about these things. Who cares?、Um, so, happy birthday, Doyoung! Happy birthday, Jisung! Those are、yes. the ones that have already passed us, and、uh, we'll get all the more cakes in the next few weeks.、Um, shall we talk about the mess? Before we get to everything else, I guess. <sighs> yeah. So,、um, on February second, CEO of SM Entertainment posted a photo of himself and Lucas on Instagram, and turned the comments off、uh, to non-followers. So.、Uh, Only a few people commented, including LDN Noise, which I thought was very interesting,、mm-hmm. um, considering Super M and all of that. And Lucas himself also posted a dance practice on his Instagram.、Mm-hmm. And that's all that happened. All right, let's move on. Yep, Chris Lee, you. You sneaky son of a bitch. Anyways,、uh, let me listen. Let me shut up because he's the CEO of SM. You y'all know my track record with Lee Suman. I don't need any bad energy right now.、I'm、gonna close my lips and shut my mouth. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that,、uh, there is. See, the thing is, I hesitated to bring this up because I know that、uh, I said this to you, which is that a lot of K-pop fans are very dumb. And they have never worked in corporate culture. They don't understand. They've never worked in entertainment, for that matter. So 
when SM decided to be super transparent about their overhaul, I knew that it was just going to be a lot of horrible takes. But I guess if you're a listener to this podcast and you're not on Twitter, which apparently some of those exist, I, I've i heard from one of them. Shout out to one of our patrons on Patreon. Um, basically, SM released a YouTube video detailing all the ways in which they plan to overhaul SM to go away from the singular executive producer role into multiple executive producers. They're also changing the board so that the CEO is not also like a controlling member of the board or something like that. Um, But basically Chris Lee's position is changing. Uh, I believe he will be taking over uh, A&R in the future. Yeah. And he's not happy about it. Are you sure? Yeah. He threw a tantrum on Instagram the other day. Did you not see? He deleted everything to do with SM. He took SM out of his bio. Oh. He threw a massive tantrum. People were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what's going on? He deleted everything to do with Kwangya mm. and all of that. So people were like, what's happening? And then this comes out, and I'm like, oh. He probably doesn't like where this is going. You know, I can see that because... On the one hand, I'm not trying to defend him. I have no idea what's going on over there. I have literally no skin in the game as far as Chris Lee is concerned. Uh, I don't support millionaires, so... (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, maybe I shouldn't be on a podcast with K-pop boys considering that. But, uh, (laughs) um, But basically, from what I've heard from several people who, like, follow the business of music and entertainment in Asia is that this company Align basically pulled a hostile takeover with SM where they purchased just about 10% of profits or not profits, um, shares in the company and then got the rest of the major shareholders outside of Lee Suman to agree Mm -hmm. to their terms and conditions and then fall and then filed all these individual lawsuits which leads mm-hmm. us to this shakeup including uh they're now adding this align guy to their uh board of directors so that's interesting to me and i you know if i'm chris lee and i you know put in all of this work to achieve this position in the company only for these random people to come in and remove me. I could see being pissed off about that. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? But also, I'm just like, you're pissed off, but about what? (laughs) Yeah. And we may never know. Um, The shakeup at SM... uh, really had three key points, which, like I mentioned Mm -hmm. before, one of them was that they will be moving away from the singular executive producer role to oversee everything into a handful of executive producers. Uh, From, if I had to guess, so this is a, you know, an educated guess, it hasn't been confirmed, Uh, they'll probably be splitting up by generation. So you'll have the likes of Boa, Kongta, TVXQ under one group. You'll have Shiny and EXO under one group, NCT under one group. Um, and then 
maybe NC, may, actually put Red Velvet alongside Shiny and EXO, and mm-hmm. then NCT, and then ESPA, and any future groups that come out this year. Yeah, which I think is really is a really important thing that they're doing. And I and personally, I think it's one of the two most important things that they're doing because it is weird that they are still running their company the same way after all these years and haven't really adapted to how the industry is run now. And I know we don't like Hybe. I know, I know, I know. But at least they've kind of adapted to how things are going now you can't treat a group like shiny you can't have them like in the same realm as nct it doesn't work shiny's been around for 10 years a lot of them have their i think all of them have their own autonomy they're all solo artists at some point during the year you it just doesn't work same thing you can't manage boa the same thing you're managing red velvet it doesn't make sense so yeah i think i agree with you i think it's a net good that they have you know rearranged things this way and uh sm stated in their video that they will be in amongst this division of assets and powers you really will have individual um production teams individual marketing and much more individualized approach with this dividing up um you no longer have the whole oh, EXO built the building you're working in because they're also going to be dividing the funds to go sort of directly feeding back into uh, mm-hmm. each individual, uh, I guess they call, SN calls them IPs. Um, mm. So if we think of IPs as like mini labels, then it'll be like that. Yeah, and I'm very happy about this. One thing that I am questioning a little bit with that is how they'll split NCT or if they'll keep them all together. Because on the one hand, yes, they should all have their own like mini things. Like Wavy does different things than 127. 127 does different things than Dream. But they need to still all communicate with each other because there's that cross of members. And that kind of worries me if they're going to separate because they don't communicate with each other now. It's very clear. That yeah. the teams don't communicate with each other. So if that gets worse, I and there's new units coming out with, you know, probably members from one to seven or we whatever it is, it's gonna become a mess even more than it is. So that worries me a little bit, but I hope SM has, you know, also a plan for that. Yeah, I I would think that the smartest thing here would be to have NCT as its own IP, especially Mm -hmm. because it's so massive. And therefore, everyone who's working on the NCT project will constantly Mm. be in meetings with each other. Um, So that will increase that communication that wasn't there before. Yeah, that's Um, my hope too. Like I'm crossing my fingers. I'm like, please, for the love of God, like we can't go through another couple years like we've we've been through so yeah um also the messiness of this kind of does you know enlighten as to why the fourth quarter of sm's releases last year was so shitty Mm -hmm. um and shitty in very specific ways such as like the distribution was fucked up on two baddies uh the ao uh repackage got pushed the tour was the tour um yeah 
and it affected everybody. Even like Key's album was pushed back. Um, Onu had something going on that was pushed back. Like it, it was just SM and yet general was just literally dropped the ball. And I think we said this on the on our last recording that now that it kind of makes sense, it was because like this new company had like come in and no one was sure what to do. Yeah, and I'm sure that uh, mastermind level <laughs> Lee Suman was definitely working behind the scenes to try to mitigate all of this on his own behalf and also on the behalf of his nephew, Chris Lee. So like, um, to me, I'm like, just based on my own experience in like companies and corporate and startups, it definitely looks like a hostile takeover from Align's Mm -hmm. part. Um, especially since they had so little, uh, shares but they muscled their way into a position on the board it definitely feels a little uh hostile takeover but i think what happened was is with everything going on with lisuman like officially like like planning officially being out of the game um lisuman taking even more of a step back things just being a mess in general i think a line was like now's our chance yeah. everybody go <laughs> type yeah, of thing definitely taking a chance to like usurp power while mm. it was available. Um, which speaking of Lee Suman, he will officially be uh, no longer working in SM, but mm. will maintain his shares on the board. So mm. he'll have influence obviously still to this day. I'm sure he'll annoy the shit out of everybody by <laughs> appearing all the time. Um, and making them do awkward social media with him, but he will be uh, sort of relieved of all of his current duties as an executive producer. And that gets me to my third thing that happened in this video, which is that SM is finally establishing their own in-house production team um, in terms of songwriting and producers. They're no longer going to outsource that. So, Which is very weird that it took this long. To me, it's very weird because their roster is really good. SM has always had a very good roster of producers. Like, that's not something that we can debate or argue. I just don't understand why. I guess everything was such a mess that it just took time. But this should have been done five, six years ago. I have a theory. Honestly. What's your theory? My theory is that SM operated like this for two reasons. One, straight up cheapness. It's always going to be cheaper to outsource and, uh, you know, pay individual writer, like songwriters and producers than it is to hire an in-house songwriter and producer because you don't have to pay benefits to these people. You don't have to rely on them if they might come out with like a dry like that's the thing with having like an artist like representing an artist is that Mm -hmm. they might fail they might go through writer's block they might not produce anything worth its salt and so and you're still paying them so i think it was a cheapness thing Mm -hmm. like it just seemed more affordable and it was also a hubris thing um now i know what happened to you every time you speak negatively about Lee Suvon. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely do think he felt the need to control 
a lot of things for the longest, especially because SM is his legacy. And I can mm. see why someone wouldn't want to give up control like that to the very thing that SM has, you know, lived off of, which is the music. So mm. those are yeah. my two theories as to why this happened. Obviously, it didn't make sense for this to last forever, especially right. into Gen 3 and 4, where... Right. Clearly, you had the money. That's the other thing that I've been really thinking about this whole time is that, like, SM has been operating as though they're broke this whole time. Yes. That's what I'm saying. This should have been done, like, five, six years ago when they were, like, really raking it in, like, for real, for real. So I never, I just never clicked to me. Because they have billions of dollars. I don't know. Yeah. And you kind of see that, like, scarcity mindset when you think about SM's refusal to invest in the West heavily. Mm. Because, you know, it's like they're extremely risk averse, which on one hand, I get it. The West is fickle as shit. We've seen a lot of K-pop groups push hard in the West and not make it until, you know, that one group. But basically, it didn't make any sense at this point, especially because they had the money. You weren't hurting Mm. for cash. Mm. Um, But... The fourth thing uh, that was of note, which Stan Twitter took, ran, and interpreted (laughs) incorrectly across the board, is this thing called uh, performance-based compensation. So you and I know performance-based compensation in a business setting means if you perform X number of duties and beyond, you'll get compensated for that. Mm-hmm. Stupid K-pop fans. Meaning outside, y'all, this means outside of your regular salary. Like, you're getting paid your regular stuff, but, like, this is... Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's an important point. This is on top of your already contracted pay, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Already on top of that. So... This does not mean, A, you'll get more investment from the company if your group is more successful. That's not what that means. It means that the group individually or as a group, if they become more successful than is expected or, you know, meet XYZ criteria, which we don't know, by the way, what XYZ criteria is. It could be lots of things outside of just revenue, right? Because brand deals don't necessarily give money to the company, but is valuable when it comes to representation of the company, right? Mm -hmm. So it just really is like, you will be rewarded for XYZ behaviors more so than previously. Um, So Mize, and I'm speaking to you, this does not mean that Espa is going to suddenly be invested in like billions of dollars more Mm -hmm. just because they've been selling really well. That's not what that means. Well, let me, I'm going to be quiet because I do sympathize with Mize a lot because where the fuck is Espa, but not to the extent where y'all just straight up lie because you don't understand. Yes. So. And that's my point was that people really misinterpreted that Mm -hmm. um, partially it was, you know, 
outside of me being like a business nerd, who's watching SM talk about their business breakdown for an hour? <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, and they're not wrong for doing this, just posted their own summaries and interpretations. Unfortunately, somebody started saying rewards-based system, and that is not what uh, performance-based compensation means. Those are two separate mm -hmm. things. And it blew into this whole thing of everybody, and this is just not just mice either. I saw in Citizens, I saw XOLs. Uh, I even saw shaw some shawls like talking about this, and I'm just like, oh God, y'all just... Um, but anyways, I, and it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine if you're not, if you haven't been in corporate forever, like we have, or you, you don't understand a lot of the business aspects. That's totally fine. But I think it's okay to like ask questions if you don't understand something or do your own research if you don't understand something, because then we get to this point where everybody thinks they know what they're talking about when it's not that. And then you cause panic, you cause anxiety. There's people that are young on here that don't know anything about anything and it just spirals and it turns into this big thing when all you had to do was Google a couple terms and then, you know, you get it. Yeah. So please, when things like this happen, which we'll probably get another one of these videos probably at the end of the year, just do, do your own research, ask questions, Google a few things and then make your decision on what you think it is based off that. But just going, I saw somebody tweet like, oh, so if they don't sell a million albums, we'll never see them again. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's not what that's, this means. Yeah. And that's why I think it was so important that you pointed out that this uh, performance based compensation is on top of whatever contracted thing you already have. Mm -hmm. Like, They can't renege on their contracts just because of this. That's not how it works. Yeah. Like. However, who, who, whomstever is currently in the middle of their contracts or the beginnings of their latest contracts are not going to suddenly be thrown in the dungeon because A, SM has never overlooked an opportunity to work an idol to death and B, that just don't make no business sense mm -hmm. to do that. Only YG Entertainment throws away artists like that. That's not, that's never been SM's game. Yeah. And y'all act like, oh, we'll never see them again when it's really just like they might not have three comebacks a year. So, Which that doesn't make any sense because SM is going to try and put out 41 albums this year. So, so the possibility of you never seeing your fave is pretty slim to none, especially with how many groups there are in SM right now. There's not that many. So Yeah. I just want to hit two more things and then we can just – talk about NCT updates and then we can get to the mm -hmm. album. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, these mini miniature labels, SM will be looking into acquiring more uh, labels externally, um, specifically to fulfill uh, certain, type, certain types of music that aren't necessarily K-pop. So we'll probably see a official R&B label potentially, maybe a rock label again, things of this nature. Um, think a la Billy, right? It's like, it's like SM, but not. So we'll probably see more of that going Listen, forward. SM, please give Mystic some money. I need a Billy comeback, please. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, with this sort of 
uh, dividing of labor, they should be able to do that. Like, yeah. it won't, you won't always, like, not to, you know, business tech thing, is like, when you have or rely on a singular person or a singular system, it's like, everything gets stalled because you constantly have to wait for this singular system's approval. With this, it's like, you don't need, you know, Lee Suman to sign off on everything. Instead, you have these individual uh, label leaders who can sign off and it goes out. Um, but they will still have people doing quality checks. So, right. you know, it's not going to be like um, a absolute hot mess, shitty release <clears throat> that nobody looked at. Um, so... There's that. Yeah. Yeah. And my final thing is uh, Novice is debuting this year. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna, I was just going to ask, do you think Novice is going to be un- looped in with Esfa or do you think she's going to get her own sub label? <laughs> well, the way they framed it is that Novice slash this whole virtual idol thing is going to be its own thing aside from Espa and the like, you know, real idol labels so we could even see more than just novice we could see sm with their own mave situation i will say i pandora is a good song and the dance is really good but how are y'all having music show performances the way i would be pissed if I was waiting for my um, my group to come on and I'm just waiting there and they're like, just stare at the stage for the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> to quote, like, what the fuck? To quote a mutual of mine, and when I start cyberbullying these people, y'all better not say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, it's crazy. I get... I get the whole AI thing. Like, we... Um, what was that boy group? Super, super kind... Um, they have an AI idol um, who reacted to me, <laughs> and that was weird. I saw to that, watch. and I was like, mm. <laughs> that was very weird to watch. Um, honestly, I, and this is another topic for another time. But to me, AI idols. I know Namis is going to debut. It's going to be cool to me because it's tied to Espa, and I really love Espa. But outside of that, I'm just kind of like the greatness about idols. And the wonder that comes with seeing idols is that you can relate to them because you are human too. And they're up there doing these things as human beings that, you know, you're just like in awe. Like, I expect an AI to be able to do certain things. I expect a computer-generated something to sing on pitch every single time. Mm -hmm. It's computer-generated. I don't expect that from humans because I know that we're flawed. So when you take the human out of it, to me, it's kind of like, okay, and she hit that note. Great. I'm sure when someone hits control, alt, delete, you know, they're going to have her do something else next time. Like it doesn't, it doesn't wow me. Yeah. I, I'm only interested in novice for the memes personally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love a good, a good laugh. Um, mm-hmm. When I think about, like, AI idols and, like, you know, Japan really started this with Hatsune and all of that, I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's a very niche group of people who will really be interested in this. And mm-hmm. I know that the interest is there, but I, it's, like you, I'm also just like, eh. 
It's like, great. Like, you did a flip and flew in the air for two seconds. Okay, get Mark Lee to do that, and then I'll be impressed. Like, yeah. I, it's like things in video games. Like, okay, cool. Like, CGI. Okay, cool. I know that's not possible in real life, so it's not going to impress me. Like, the artistry, great. Pay the people that are doing this art. But, but I do think Novice should get some really good outfits because that suit is overdone i'm just saying yeah and hopefully again with this division of labor we'll see some more specialized uh more thoughtful you know execution of the whole uh espa slash you know ae and novice all of that yeah because their outfits are they need to wear something else now We'll see. Um, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just not interested. Yeah. I'm really not novice unless it's the, the song is good. Also, like, who's gonna be novice's voice? I hope she gets paid so much money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So that was partially SM slash partially NCT <laughs> updates. Uh, official NCT updates include. Uh, AO, the repackage, was released. We did a live mm-hmm. reaction to that, which you can check out on Patreon. Uh, at, but you must subscribe, of course. Um, it mm-hmm. is official patron-only content. Um, but hopefully y'all enjoyed it, because it's now in video. So you get to see yeah. Kat make faces and follow along without having to open the videos and songs in another window. <laughs> Yeah, that's like my like pet peeve. So I'm like, let me make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, the boys have done a couple of music show stages. Uh, Mark has y'all in shambles. <laughs> Apparently. Listen, I y'all know how I feel about Mark. He has like the almost the exact same personality as my little brother. So I can't see him outside of that. He's great, but. I don't know what happened in the past couple years that I have a he, he has just, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I feel like he's coming to his own. I feel like he's feeling himself. I feel he's being a little bit too flirty on these fan calls. But uh, he's. I feel like he's just having fun and enjoying it, which is nice because I feel that the before, like the past couple years, he's been like, with his head down working and not really seeing it anything outside of that. But now I think he's really like, it's time to enjoy all the hard work that I put in. I love that for him. Yeah. Um, I like his hair. I think the hair Nunas are doing a good job with his hair mm-hmm. these days. And he eats this choreo for AO. Like, I think he really enjoys it despite, you know, all the discourse about said choreo. Um, there's discourse about the choreo. What's wrong with it? I don't want to talk about it. Though I did, like, I did think we should come up with a new section for the show called uh, "Tara reads NCT hate comments and response." Oh, <laughs> but I don't want to be... deal with the energy of all of that. <laughs> that would be fun, actually. But um, like, it's good. It's groovy. It goes to it goes to the song, like. It's really cool. Like, if you look at, like, the zoomed out, like, fan cams of the dance, like, there's so many intricacies. They, like, move in formations they've never done before. 
I I was impressed. I don't know. I don't know what the disc- I don't I don't want to know. Yeah, I personally also enjoyed the choreo for this. I just think it's very interesting. It takes away all of the people just standing on the side doing nothing, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really nice touch because we don't mm-hmm. see that often. It's like. You know, whenever there's an individualized part in a song, people just go to the side and stand and then they run back in and it's kind of awkward. So mm-hmm. this cut, this dance removed that, which I was like, okay, cool. I actually like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mark's eating and the Mark Fs are down. Uh, that blonde demon, Jaehyun. He looks so good blonde. I forgot. Like he hasn't been blonde for so long. Like I genuinely forgot how good he looked. Wow. This recent performance, they, well, some of them had see-through shirts, and he was one of them. Oh, really? I thought, why did I only think T.Y. had a see-through shirt? I have to go back and rewatch and it. And I, also, Taeyong, I'm still mad that you did all of that in South America and not in Newark. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to talk to you more about this later but i have a theory as to why yeah i think you said it before as like they have a different team down there so they didn't No, they, oh. there's something else too but i'll oh. talk about it later mm. and okay <laughs> um <laughs> no, no, no. i don't know if you know of this like one dude on instagram and tiktok but he like pretends to be like white people in stores and he has like a bob and he has like that stupid ass laugh. It's like, <laughs> no, I have to look that up. Yeah, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, other stuff. Wavy is gearing up for this fan meet um, and alleged world tour. But we know, alleged. but we know not to listen when SM calls stuff world tours. Yeah, I really like. The probability of them having a show in the U.S. I know is like slim to none. And I'm saying this and I know Europe gets less than we do. I know Africa gets nothing. So like I get nothing it. for but Australia or New Zealand either. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Antarctica too. I'm, just, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> sorry. But like I just wait, like I'm like hoping crossing my fingers like please like I will fly. I have a job now. I will fly <laughs> wherever it is as long as it's in the US. Even Canada. Like if you do Toronto or Vancouver, I I will go. Yeah, but I know I might have to it's like, not you know, max a credit card if they come to North America at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because... the likelihood of seeing them is so low. Yeah, if it happens yeah. once this year, it's probably never going to happen again. So yeah. might as well uh, figure it out now. Ugh, and I just really there's want still, it. you know, the potential for SM Town this year stateside. So that's also a thing. Um, also, Taeyong, talk about some You'll See Me Again in May, which... I think that's Super M. Yeah, that's why I brought that up. It's like, so I guess uh, Super M girlies... We are, we're no longer in our delu- delusional era. Spermies, rise. <laughs> Super M supporters, Supporters, rise. rise. Uh, what else? Um, the boys are fashioning, as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, Taeyong had a Bulgari 
photo shoot behind released. Uh, Jamin was on uh, Marie Claire for Fendi. A beautiful photo shoot, by the way. Love Jamin's photo shoot. It was so good. Um, Yuta's movie is out on DVD and definitely we do not encourage, you know, going to find illegal links for that. Um, definitely try to get a DVD. Definitely oh, yeah, don't. yeah, totally. Definitely don't, you know, go to Bleebly where, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Congratulations, Yuta. On Allegedly. Your, on your film's uh, home video release. Uh... I do want to say something about YouTube before we move off the topic of this. Sure. Um, because this kind of ties back to SM, have, uh, like every group having their own little like mini sub label or whatever. Um, Utah had said recently on a fan call that a f- the fan had noticed that when he was in Japan, like he didn't have any staff or anything like that. Um, like why was there no behind the scenes? Or anything from when he was doing all of that in Japan. And apparently he just didn't have any staff or anybody with him when he was yeah, doing that. I heard about so, that. And that was, again, an unforced error on SM's part. Very dumb. Yeah. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. Uh, so, why are you still sending idols alone to Japan since BOA? <laughs> yeah. And it's it sucks because, like, when Johnny was here for the Megala, he had staff when... Jeno and uh, the rookies were here. They had stuff like things. Solgi had stuff like things like that. It just like makes me wonder, like, is there really not enough people to go around? Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to say that this is just SM being cheap again. And they probably asked him like, hey, do you mind going alone? And what's he? He was kind of voluntold. Yeah. Essentially. Which is something a company would a hundred percent do is just be yeah. like, Hey, we need you to go on this business trip, but we need you to go by yourself. Good luck. Have fun. And then they'll like quietly be like, well, we can't really afford to send staff with you. Like they'll say it in so many words to mm. like imply it, even though you know that they can afford it. Mm. See, this is, this is, this is why we know these things because I corporate, Corporate bullshit always be doing some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully that will be fixed in the future. Um, continuing with one to seven updates, uh, they had a self-film music video for uh, one to seven time stops. So it's very cute. They mm-hmm. also uh, released a track video for DJ. Um, mm-hmm. So you can check those out. Uh also, Wavy has some variety stuff, including clothing store bank behind. I don't know what that is. Um, and uh, what else? Just like fan meet preparation stuff. And they're pretty active. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Xiaojun. Stop filming suggestive videos absolutely not keep doing it i'm behind you all 100 (laughs) percent. no i had i had a meltdown uh earlier this week because of that uh workout oh the workout video with one two seven with 
specifically Taeyong, Jaehyun, and Jungwoo, which are like my three people I'm always looking for visually in 127. The, why are you moaning and groaning on camera? Listen, it's a very on brand, so. I feel like, so I, because I was having a meltdown, I just started quoting this, one of my favorite TikToks, which is like, uh, this girl reacting to that one chef who's always like spitting in the kitchen and like thirst trapping while making mm. shit. She was like, I feel like we let him get away with too much. Yeah. This is too much for me, for me. <laughs> And like the for me felt so real because I'm just like, I am usually the person who's like, yeah, take it off. Yeah, do some crazy ass shit. But that day of the like wombo combo of Jaehyun grunting and smiling while thrusting, plus Xiaojun fucking shirtless in the studio and filming a video of him like about to get in the shower, like, I feel like we let y'all get away with too much. Yeah, I th- they're really pushing it. They really are. But River Xiaojun the- doesn't the- think things through. I, I think that's his issue. Remember how they were just taking their shirts off in Brazil and South America? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, they're really showing out. And it's like, okay, well, keep doing you, boo-boo. And I'm going to keep enjoying it because y'all are going crazy. Yeah. But anyways, by the way, that workout video is not subbed. So I clearly just watched it for the visuals and sounds. I stopped watching. I told you I stopped watching it like 10 minutes in because I was like, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I have to get through the rest of my... I was also watching it in the morning. Yep. That... <laughs> like at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do this right now. Just... Uh, mm, okay. Moving on. Um, Shotaro and Sungchan will throw the first balls of a professional basketball game on February 10th in support of the Goyang Carrot Jumpers home game. Uh, and they also recently did a thing together Uh some what's up sung show mm-hmm. uh youtube video i think they're picking fruit together mm-hmm. uh tin's f- least favorite thing <laughs> uh and um we got an update of nct dream in japan mm-hmm. and uh we have a wavy phantom english version dance practice in mm-hmm. the school uniforms Yep, that was cute. I didn't watch it yet. Well, it was cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I figured it was cute. Um, yeah. So, do you have anything else? Mm, I think we covered... Oh, the very first thing at the top of my list. NCT127 on road, Roblox? <laughs> oh, my God, bro. It's the way that I was like, I pretend I do not see it. that that whole thing i was like i do not see it a lot of my friends did it and the videos are very very cute and nct127 is very very cute doyoung and taehyung taehyung just running around just screaming random noises very on brand doyoung almost crying because he couldn't like jump a little step very on brand 
um, Mark Lee talking to a little child <laughs> on brand. It was all all very, very cute. Um, so everybody that got to meet NCT virtually, um, congratulations. That was really fun. You all looked really cute. They all had like these NCT like light stick headbands. That was really cute. So Aww. I hope you all had fun. It looks really fun. I just can't. I just don't have the capacity for Roblox, but. Oh, yeah, me neither. That's why I said when I f- first heard about that, I was like, I pretend I do not see it, child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, the next thing was that, oh, NCT had a fan meet today, um, which they all looked really cute at. I think they were wearing white shirts and jeans. It was very, like, family portrait um, circa 2012, which I loved. And um, I think that oh 127 was uh giving fans like little lunch boxes you know how the fans usually do it for the group they were doing it in reverse for the past couple music shows so that was really cute oh where's mine but that was really cute that just reminded me i'm hungry uh (laughs) all right well let's wrap this up so you can eat dinner and tomorrow's my first day so i gotta go to bed soon Okay, uh, so somehow we have literally caught up and today's album is Phantom. This is so weird. I didn't think we would ever, because we do take like pretty long hiatuses sometimes. I didn't think we would ever catch up, but even with like hol- get, being off for the holidays, taking a summer break, we really caught up. Yeah. Wow. We're going too fast. Yeah, so if we start going back to those singles from mm-hmm. way back when and start doing more um, content, concentrated episodes as opposed mm-hmm. to about the music, this is why. Because we're yeah. literally... Though I guess we still have two more albums um, in front of us. Uh, oh, Candy and yeah. AO. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, that'll put, I mean, I think that'll put us in a really good place for, I mean, when uh, Dream has their Japanese single coming out, um, and then after that, it's kind of like... It's probably 2023 NCT. Maybe. No, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm like... I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, that's next. The only reason I'm apprehensive is because with this new plan, there's going to be, like, growing pains and, like, things that, you know, they'll have to work through with this new system. So I don't think this year is going to be as smooth as we want it to be. So that's why I'm kind of like, mm, I yeah, that one. But I also feel like they wouldn't uh, change the roadmap for NCT if they simply just made nct its own label i feel like you're giving them way too much credit (laughs) i mean i don't i guess you're right girl i don't know um but yeah so phantom was with the title track phantom i just want to say i was so excited for this album we waited for so fucking long so long we weren't in our de- we're not in our delusional era no more y'all no more but like damn like we waited so fucking long for this album yeah and i have to say it did not disappoint i mean it's wavy like duh but 
it really did not disappoint. And I'm very like proud of this album. I had nothing to do with this album, but I personally am very proud of this album. Hey, you bought it, didn't you? This is true, but like still. <laughs> I did buy three copies, but still, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm in my broke era, so I only bought one copy. Oh um, girl, that was on a Christmas gift card. Um, but yeah, I really like the song. It took me a while to get used to the album and like really mm. settle into it in the same way that was really hard for me to settle into Love Me Right because it was it's the album was released in chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um which unfortunately it's it you know I don't want to be one of those people but like it just at first it kind of really looked like a sour taste in my mouth like oh like there's like so much unfinished business here and I have to be excited but mm. eventually I did get excited I listened to the album I really like all the songs Phantom is a really great song I chose it as my song of the week before um, I love the deep voice intro I love the chorus I love that they look like a family of vampires in Keys uh, Freak Mansion. <laughs> True. Um, I also really, really love this song. I love the drums. I love that so, so much. It gives it like such like a big sound and like I'm running through a forest a la Twilight. <laughs> See, vampires <laughs> on theme. I think I tweeted this in that somehow phantom captured the image of vampires better than favorite parentheses vampire yes i think that and it did it very subtly i think favorite was trying to be a little bit too obvious with like the things and the holes and the blah blah blah, blah. yeah um this I think was I like said it implied on that, that that mv was so stupid and yeah Anyway, it's a waste of a concept, but um, yeah, we're talking about great. It's, this is one of those things where it's a fabulous song, terrible video, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I do, um, I do. This is another case for me where like I kind of want another song to be the title track, but I understand why this is the title track. Um, I love Yang Yang rapping. Period. I love the way he raps. Yeah, um, it's very really melodic. Improved while he's been, you know, on the bench essentially. Yeah, um, I really love. And then also Ten slaying the vocals. Yes. Um, Coon red hair. Can we just? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't because then I start to spiral. And you, then I sit on Tumblr looking at pictures of Coon with red hair with red hair until three in the morning. And then I'm like, what the fuck? It's We're not true. talking about it's it. True. He looks so good with red he hair. He looks so good. I kind of think he should keep the red hair for a really long time, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he should just be a natural redhead at this point. A natural redhead. He, it just really goes really good with his skin color, especially that tone of red. It's mm-hmm. not too, too bright. Um, but I really... It's really crimson. Yeah, Which I really fits like so well with the cover and like the concept of the album. Yeah, and like I like the art. Um, I like the the music video. I sorry, one twenty seven stands, but it was way better, a way better vampire concept. 
Um, I mean, I and just it said fit. that, so it is yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, if it fits with the song, and doesn't Win-win have that looks- atrocious, you know, <laughs> dance break. Yeah. Oh my. God. Shut up. Don't remind me. That doesn't exist to me. Win Win looks fabulous. Love you, Winnie. Um, everybody looks great. And Chow June Ten. What can I say? What can I say besides vocal kings? Love you both. Incredible, amazing. The makeup in this music video was also really good. Yeah, it I really re- it really suited everybody across the board. Because sometimes they're like, mm, maybe you shouldn't. That was a choice. But with this, it reminds me. I mean, a lot of it was like matte, so maybe that's why. But it like went with the theme of like kind of vampire, undead, dead, yeah, undead person, yeah. but in a very pretty way, which I really loved. Yeah, but the song is really great. Like also, Phantom, and it gets stuck in your head too, yeah. which is so annoying, but it's so good. I love the chorus a lot. Also, yeah. speaking of the MV, I just want to highlight that. Tin, if there's something he's going to do, is he's going to be naked. And I appreciate Ugh. his commitment to the cause. <laughs> what did, um, I think Yang Yang had mentioned in, like, one of their, like, interviews or whatever, that um, anytime, like, they have a, a concept where there has to be, like, a shirtless person, Ten is always the one. And by they're, like, by this point, they just always assume it's going to be him. Yep. And you know what? I appreciate it. He released a song about being naked and has been committed to the cause ever since. Which is totally fine. Yep, and I love it. Good for you, yeah. Um, I also want to say I liked Hendry. I think he did a good job. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Anything else about Phantom? No, I just, I really love the song. I think it's such a good title track. I do like another song more than it, but I think that this, this was a good choice for a title track. Yes, definitely one of my, you know, good songs, great song, uh, Wavy Kills It, period. Mm. All right, so the next song is Diamonds Only, which also had track video. I love Diamonds Only. Oh, yeah. my God. This is a song that I wish was a title track, but I because I can picture the music video, just opulence, crystals, diamonds, gold. Like, it would be amazing, but I love this fucking song. Ass-shaking oh, yeah. anthem. Uh, no, yeah, that's what I was going to say is, like, ass-shaking anthem. Like, we we love a hood classic. Um... Shao Jun's pre-chorus is so good. Um, mm. Who made this song? Oh, I have no idea. Nobody, nobody black. Okay. <laughs> um, well, maybe, but I just don't recognize any of the names. But it was really good. Um, I, I liked the track video for it as well, with all the diamonds and everybody looked good in white. Um, mm. I'm finding that I am enjoying the concept of white clothing in K-pop more than previously. Um, but anyways, I really like Diamond Soli. I love that it's a hood classic. I love everybody's voices on it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. It's just a good it's a good song. And it sounds the most wavy to me on this album. Yeah. Um I I just Shout out Carey. <laughs> the man that you are. You know, people always talk about like, oh, this person sounds like Jonghyun, this person sounds like Jonghyun, and I know you personally, as a Jonghyun stan, rolls your eyes every time. It's like, shut yeah. up. But I think sometimes he be sounding like Jonghyun, and I have to be like, wait, am I listening to Shiny or Wavy? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, I do think he uses a lot of the same techniques. Um, especially one of my things is Chung Hyung's yeah like a lot of people yes. can't emulate that Shao Jun does it like once in a while he'll en- like enter a yeah like that and I'm like wait pause what that's what it is yeah that's what it is it's the it's the Chung Hyung yeah mm-hmm. you got it nail on the head yeah but um yeah he's just Xiaojun is incredible to me, um, his voice. It's just so good and it's so clear. And it's like, I describe Tail's voice as like, I don't know, like liquid metal sometimes. Um, and then I think Hechan's voice is like honey in a pan. Yes. And then um, Do Young's voice is like cool water. Mm-hmm. And then to me, Xiao Jun's voice is like I don't know. It's like it's more of a feeling, you know, like when you get hit like with cold wind. Mm. That's what I feel like to me because it's like so precise to me. Yeah, I'm just like. I don't know. I have this thing where, like, when I see something, I'm like, that probably tastes like something, or that probably smells like something, or that probably feels like something. No, it's like standard automatopoeia. You're not, you're not crazy. I okay. understand. Like, this is something that writers do. It's okay. <laughs> okay, good. I thought you were gonna go for something more like Shao Jun is like fire, like, you know. No, like or his like warmth. His voice know. isn't that warm to me. True. He, so. I, I think Jae Hyun's voice is very warm. Yes, Jae Hyun is very warm and very rich. Like that's that's like velvet, or you know, like you know those those long. This is this is what I'm talking about. You know those long like pieces of fabric that's like silk on one side and velvet on the other. Mm-hmm. That's Jae Hyun's voice. Yeah. This is a really interesting exercise. What does Xiao Jun sound like if you had to describe it? To me, he sounds like cold a cold blast of air straight to your face. You know what? I think that Mariah Carey comparison has some legs to it in the sense that like it's Xiao Jun's abilities are always kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you, mm. he just makes you want to go, what the fuck? Like, like, where it's like, oh, it's shocking and surprising. Like, the cold wind effect that you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't expect that voice to come out of that, mm-hmm. like, face and body. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 
I, I he see looks like he would have a warmer tone. Like Xiao Jun looks like if he's saying and the way he speaks, he would have a warmer tone, but he doesn't. And I just think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think he's great. He's just great. Yeah. All right. The next song is the XOSC Rejects Goodbye. <laughs> the way you're not wrong at all. Like, please tell wow. me that this would have not been on one of their albums if Chan yeah. wasn't in Korean military. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And that's not a bad thing. I think the song is fine. Mm. You know, it's it's a, it's a little, you know, jam. I think people uh, do this thing with SM rappers where they hold them to a really weird standard that has never been a part of SM. This is why, like, uh, I'm always like, I don't want Sehun and Chanyeol to make, like, um, like some hard-hitting rap song. I want them to continue to make part of music because they're good at it. Yeah. I like Good Life. It just reminds me of Good Time yeah. too much. Which also reminds me of Red Velvet's LP. Which, like, I've heard this song, what I'm trying to say is I've heard this song before. So I like it. It's well done. But I've been here before. Yeah, and that's what I meant too by the XOSC comparison because... Um, it sounds like What a Life a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, Good Time is like exponentially better than yeah. Good Life. But I don't mind it. Like I said, it's like a chill, relaxed, like, you know what? This is Wavy's version of background music for oh, yeah. videos. No, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not going to turn it off if it comes on. Yeah, it's. This is- it's chill. Like, yeah. I'm bopping along to it. Yeah. It's not unlistenable by any regard. Um, and the singing on it is solid. But you're totally right in that we've heard similar songs like this across all of SM before. Um, which is funny because I remember one of my mutuals once comment, like, tweeted, oh, this. Uh, tweeted this thing about a song on Solgi's solo album where she said this just sounds like so many SM throwaways and I was like really? That's interesting and I couldn't really understand what she's talking about until this moment now I know what she's talking about it's the good life songs of SM. The good life paradox yes. of SM it's like we're just they just have like an abundance of these Easy, digestible, not super complicated or difficult. Just throw it on the album. People won't hate it, but it's like not, you know, yeah. punching you cute, in the face. Like it's other really songs. a cute song for the summer, for the spring. You know, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Can't be mad at that. It's it's still good it's still well executed so yeah Yeah. anything else win-win sounds really good on this that's it (laughs) yeah win city show up for your man (laughs) me and one other person we are here no it's like three of you guys i know at least three people who like because remember and shout out to casey uh casey snuck those win-win giveaways into the 127 concert and i was like oh i see what you're doing here 
propaganda. Good. <laughs> Deserved. <laughs> and I knew you'd appreciate it because, again, it's like three of y'all uh, out here. <laughs> um, yeah, the next song is Broken Love. Yes. This had a, um, a special performance, I think. Did it? Where they were like outside. Uh, I think. I'm not I'm, like aware. 90% sure. I, li- I think I literally just watched it like two days ago. Um, was it this or Broken Love? Oh, this is Broken Love. Sorry. Yeah, yeah live it- clip. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm like, I knew I, I saw this somewhere. I could have, listen, my brain sometimes, I could have made all of that up. <laughs> so. Yeah. But um, what I remember from that is it was beautiful and I almost cried, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, at this point across over 30 episodes, if you are an avid listener to this podcast, you know whenever a ballot comes up, Cat uh, <laughs> will be seated. Whereas I will Front row. I will be looking in from outside and won't come in until like, I know Diamonds only comes on. No, it's like I am a magic carpet ride kind of ballad girl. This ballad. Is, this is like a decent ballad. Obviously, they sang it really well. Um, I'm just gonna keep praising Tin's vocals because I always hear him now, and I love that. Because mm. um, like, even though Ten is obviously not like you know, one of the powerhouse vocalists of NCT. I do appreciate the dedication to getting better at vocals that he has done over the years. And I love his voice. I just think it's so, it's it's kind of the way I love Taven's voice. Um, not to make that obvious connection between those two, even though they do have a lot of similarities as like singers. Um, it's just, you know, it's obviously not the best, but it's still good and I like it. And we mean the best out of like SM, not in general, because he has a great voice. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah. So nobody, like thinks that I'm like shitting on 10. Obvi- I mean, no. not the best as in not the best in NCT or at SM where vocals are the standard. Like yeah. if he was in any other label, he would be a main vocalist. Um, I'm just saying, you know, it's like compared to you know your Jonghyuns and your Shaojuns and mm. and your Wendy's and Taeyuns. It's like and and Chongmin. It's like clearly you know tens on the lower end of that scale, but he's still great and I still like it. Yeah. Um, the vocals on this are really good. I don't know what they're saying, but it sounds like you know broken love. Your heart got broken. You know, and then the way Xiao Jun ends it, oh my god, the little falsetto. I listen, I love this, and I love a piano, I love me some strings, like it's great, I like it. Like we said, you know who's always gonna be seated. (laughs) Yep, that's all I got. Yeah, this is, um. Yeah, it's it's a sad love song. The the lyrics are like it's clear to see in between broken us is broken love. So like that's pretty straightforward. Obviously. Ouch. 
Yeah. I mean, this is a standard ballad. Uh, it's fine. That's my mm. opinion. It's fine. Mm. Don't hate it, but I, I wouldn't skip it if I'm listening to the album, but it's not mm. like, you know, kill me, sh- you know, shoot me through the heart the way that like Magic Carpet Ride or Gold Dust is. Mm. All right. So the next song is Bounce Back. Yeah, I like the song. I like it too. It's, it's very SM, yes. but I like it. And you want to know why it's very SM? Hmm. and Noise. There you go. Yeah, it's the synth. I'm like, yep, this is this was produced specifically with SM in mind. It wasn't like a pickup from somewhere, um, yeah. which is fine. But my favorite part of the song is Shaojun when everything drops out and it's just like him in the snaps and then it goes back into it that part like my brain was just like this is it this is perfect it's so good yeah this also has adrian mckinnon on it shout out to adrian um he's uncle as well as dim joints um so yeah two of the infinity stones at sm makes sense it sounds very sm I agree with you about the pre-chorus with Xiao Jun. It really sets up the chorus really well. Um, love the synths. The synths were a highlight for me on AO as well. Um, synth, it has to be synths done right, by the way. Yeah, true. Because some synths are aggressive and gross, but that's not the case here. Mm. Um, I like this song a lot. Overall, I think it fits well at this placement in the album um, after a ballad, so we don't like jump right into the next song, which I think is one of those like I've been hit by a train, so good uh, <laughs> songs. But yeah, and again, their voices. I, I, I'm not to like sound like I'm repeating myself, but I'm just gonna say that I really just appreciate how much I can hear Ten vocally and Shaojun and mm. Kuhn as well mm. like um I love hearing Kuhn's voice um I want to hear it more so yeah. <laughs> there you go I love the combination on um the bridge of I think it's Shaojun and Ten that do that high note yeah um, I think so they're they work so well their voices work so well together actually the entire bridge when it's them two singing and then when 10 goes into that like falsetto on the bridge ooh, very good very very good and it just shows like he's grown so much i don't want to attribute it 100 percent to super m because i know how people feel about super m but like i think super m really did help him like push himself vocally so yeah and i would agree with that and add that i feel like Anyone who gets to be in a group with Baekhyun will benefit vocally, period. Because Baekhyun is one of those, like, powerhouse vocalists that we were talking about. So, like, it's only natural that everybody in Super will become a better singer around Baekhyun. Especially since Baekhyun is also one of those singers who really thinks of his voice as an instrument and is constantly, you know, doing trainings and studying the voice and, you know, really has so much respect for 
the voice as an instrument, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Right. Um, the next song and the final new song of the album, because the final two songs are songs that we heard before and talked about before um, on this podcast, are Back to You and Lolo. But before that is the final song, which is Try My Luck. The beginning of this song, I was like, is this like a Gaio stage? <laughs> it's given Carolus. Carolus, anonymous, anonymous. It really is. And I was like, wait, what am I? I thought when I first heard this album, I wasn't really paying attention to like the track list. I thought it was an interlude for like a good, until they started singing. I'm like, oh, my bad. Sorry. Um, But then the song made sense. And I was like, all right, I get it. We love a dramatic intro. As a fan of... uh, (laughs) Careless, careless. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna be serious. Um, I really like Try My Love. It was the song in my first listen that I enjoyed the most, secondary to Phantom. Um, it's still really good. Uh, I love the chorus so much. Um, I just love a good chorus where they sing. And I understand why Mira gets so pissed about all of the yelling in unison choruses. Mm. Because think about what we could be getting, which is something like this chorus. Yeah. Um, which also, this was another Adrian McKinnon thing, so shout out to Adrian. Yeah, I love Try My Luck, but the beginning aside, um, I really like it. Um, I love where the song goes. I love, I really kind of just want an instrumental of this song. Um, That would have been good, actually. Yeah, it just sounds so interesting. (laughs) The way the song moves, it sounds really interesting. So uh, maybe, I'm sure there's one online. I just have to look it up on YouTube and kind of see what's out there. But um, yeah, this is also another track that's very wavy to me, Um, especially in the chorus, it's very wavy. Yeah, I agree. Um, they really use like their harmony structure mm-hmm. really well in this song, so I love it. Yeah, I actually love the percussion on this song a lot. Like, it's giving a little bit New Jack um, swing and its placements in certain spots. Um, it's like it's like emphasis on the chorus. It's like an emphasis upon each line. And you hear that like crash and all of that. The same way that like if you think of a song um, like "Shy Medusa" by Shiny, they you know the uh, bre- the, the glass breaks. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely reminded me of the '90s and early 2000s like boy group music. Um, Shout your high note. Incredible, amazing. That whole Lady Gaga gift. Literally. He's so good. I and and this is something we'll probably like, you know, kind of talk about with the future of Wavy and just like the whole. And this is again just goes back to that sour, incontent feeling I had when the album came out, which is that like, it just feels so like shitty, not really mm. knowing what's gonna happen 
or if I need to like brace for disbandment. Um, yeah, because there's the music is so good. Like it's not if something were to happen, it would literally be not because of their music or their performances or anything like that. Yeah, it's it would be purely external circumstances. Mm. And I know some people are probably hearing that and like wanting to blame one person individually, but this is actually so much bigger than that because the idol system in China is in trouble. Like it's never been good. Yeah. And now it's like it's even worse in the last 2 years it's gotten ridiculous. So it's and it's so and, and so rough. in that way you feel this like level of uncertainty about the future of this group that is so good and deserves to be like you know out there more and like be able to promote more and make more music and it's just like these all of these confounding things just like really shook everything up and made mm. it feel horrible because it's like on one hand you had China's whole lockdown on the other hand, you had the actual scandal. On the other hand, you had literally COVID lockdown creating mm. problems because 10 could not leave China yeah. for the longest. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's really rough. And the uncertainty is still there, obviously. I do believe 100% that if Wavy was not under SM, they would have disbanded long ago um yes i agree which sucks to think about but um i think that just puts things into perspective that you know they're still around they're still making music you know we just have to support them you know through this comeback which i i will say and citizens really like i've never seen this much wavy support yeah in a uh, long time they had their meteoric rise of album sales. Did they crack mm. 500K? I can't remember. Yeah, they did. Okay, so, and that is so good considering, A, all of the shit I just talked about, mm. plus the fact that they are the newest unit and the expectations are that, you know, they'll start selling a million rapidly. And it's good to see that people did go out and buy the album and do still support Wavy despite all of the mess. Yeah. What I would really like is some fucking clarification but maybe we'll never get that yeah i don't honestly i don't think that's ever gonna happen to be honest it would be ideal but at this point i don't think it's ever gonna happen whether you know this person comes back or if they never come back or if you know whatever happens with wavy i don't think we'll get a direct answer i think we'll just have to deal with it as it comes which is really just, girl, I gotta it's tell you. It's very SM, a, though. As, I gotta tell you, as a person who lived through China Gate as, as an OG XO fan, this does not feel good to happen a it second doesn't. time. I know, and I totally understand, because I've also lived through that, too, and it's kind of like, we're kind of, we're hoping we're not going to see history repeat itself, but there's nothing tell, telling us that it won't at this point. Um. But I'm really, I'm just really hopeful, and I'm also really proud of yeah, Wavy. I'm and so I think proud of doing all of this while this is going on. Yeah, and I think that the difference between now and then is that SM is attempting to be different, and also the fans are very different now um, than they were back then so i'm hoping those two things combined and sm is under scrutiny because of 
in that aspect because of what happened with EXO. So, you know, they don't want history to repeat itself twice, so I feel like they're going to try and do everything in their power to make sure that that doesn't happen. Because they do... Wavy are not the only foreign idols under their label. You know? They want people to come in. This is why they hold auditions in, the Jap- in Japan and the U.S. and Southeast Asia and things like that. They want people to come to their company so if they keep fucking up no one's gonna come to the company (laughs) yeah this is like another perfect example of like me really hating international politics mm. because i just we can't have nice things because there's always gotta be some political shit going on in the background i'm tired girl i just want to shake my ass I know, but yeah. unfortunately, this is what this is what's happening. But you know, we could we'll look back on this a couple of years from now and be like, oh, we had nothing to be worried about. But right now, it it kind Girl, of sucks. I hope so because yeah. I don't. The discomfort I feel is so real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. All in all, on a positive note, as you said, the boys did so well throughout all of this bullshit. Yeah. The comeback was really good. Album sold really well. They're gearing up for this fan meet slash tour. I really hope they enjoy themselves. I, I hope the fans that get to see them have a good time. And I hope that, you know, things continue on a positive path forward. That's all I can say. Yeah. And also, I just want to point out, we've been giving Xiao Jun so much praise. He was sick during the recording of this album, and he still sounded like that. So Period. just going to throw that out there. Like, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. He shouldn't have done it, but period. it's done. Oh, period. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, oh, <laughs> but also, yeah, amazing job, especially since he did lose his voice, which is something I went through recently, and I know how frustrating that mm. was just being able to fucking talk. So, let alone sing an entire like record an entire album, yeah. like wow, yeah, the pressure he dealt with that so well. So, shout out to you and shout out to Wavy. Um, five stars, I'm happy for y'all. Um, mm-hmm. one thought is unfortunately, as of any album, this was a little bit lower ranked than the previous ones. Um, -hmm. and could that be a side effect of everything I just talked about? Yes. But also, you know, they threw in back to you and Lolo on the end, which kind of felt. Which they didn't need to. Yeah. Like the six songs were good on their own. Like that was complete for me. Yeah. So I don't know. So that kind of felt like a miss. And then, you know, whereas like take over the moon and like kickback it's like has action figure action figure and all for love and good time and then it's like you know comparatively it's just but it's still good don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong it's still good it just you know did not basically it it didn't punch me in the face but that's fine it can't Mm -hmm. happen all the time and given the circumstances the fact that it was this good really is a testament to them um any final thoughts um, I'm just so impressed and so proud and so happy that, you know, we finally got Wavy back. Um, 
and now they're gearing up for a world tour and um they really the thing about wavy is they're not ones to sit still um and even though like they were on hiatus like i really appreciate you know they were bubbling they were putting out content coon was being barbie like it was it and it was great because they were like you know what even though we're not you know putting out music we're still here and we want to interact with you guys and we want to um be here for you guys and I just really appreciate that and it made for me personally it made this comeback so much better because I know like they've been working so so hard to get here um even though they weren't together all the time or anything like that so I really appreciate this album and it was, it was just a good album like the, like Lolo and I forgot the name of the other song back to you. um back to you like like I said they didn't need to be on there I get why they're on there um, but even just the six songs, great, like hit every mark that I wanted it to hit. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Yeah. All right. Um, NCT song of the week. So my song of the week, I'm, I've already mentioned it in this podcast. It's going to be good time. <laughs> nice. We do love good time. We are very enthusiastic about that. If you want to have a good time. Yeah, you can hear us review that song on the episode uh, where we review the mini album, or yeah, mini album, kickback mini album that it is from. Um, and my NCD song of the week is Ayo, because I'm addicted and I need to figure out what video game sounds are in this song. Yeah. And also, if you want to hear Tara freak out about this to the point where you can barely understand her, please go check out our reaction on Patreon. Yeah, it was really bad, y'all. She was down, down. Yeah, I... It's so addicting to me in the same... And it's funny that I said that it's addicting to me in the same way that punch was because it sounds like punch we figured yeah, that and out and i also want to point out that y'all know i usually hate video game sounds in songs looking at you heartbreaker uh but i really liked it in ao i thought it was great mm-hmm. i loved it Period. i prefer kick it over punch <laughs> let me stop Wait, you prefer Kick It Over Punch? Is that what you said? Yeah, you, oh. I don't like video game sound. I just, I, oh. in songs, I just don't like it. Which is funny, I like video game songs. Like, catch me on some boo 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 boo. But. <laughs> What's that, Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. I love that shit. <laughs> but when it's in a song, I'm like, why is it here? Mm. It just makes. It makes everything sound metallic to me. Yeah. I'll be really interested in what Keys Killer sounds like to you since it's a video game theme. Um, okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, you can find us where? Y'all can find us primarily on Twitter at NCT Podcast. Um, there you'll find our link tree to our Patreon, our sister podcast, and our Instagram, which is not updated, and I keep meaning to, but we'll see when, ha- when that happens. Um, but yeah, check us out on Twitter, NCT Podcast. 
Yeah, and once again, a special shout out to our patrons on Patreon for keeping the lights on. And we hope to bring you more new content soon. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Hey, yo. Hey, I see. No, Bye.